Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air and good afternoon, Jen. Good afternoon, Michael. I have announcements here if we want to get started with that. All right. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. Reflective Listening Buddies is one of our longest lived and most popular programs for a reason. There is no other support quite like it for practicing presence with participants required to show up for themselves and another every week for 30 minutes. A new quarter starts April 15th and the deadline to register is this Friday, April 1st. Say that again. I said it's coming right up. Yes, it is coming right up. Second quarter already. Yes. And is conditioning talking you out of a commitment that you really want to keep? If so, and if you would like some support, sign up for the Keeping Commitments Buddy Program, which begins April 15th. Participants will be paired with a buddy for accountability and support during this kind and compassionate training. Registration closes this Friday, April 1st, or when all slots are filled. So sign up right away. Mm, that's right. There is a, no, a limited number available for that. Yeah. Yes. For those who want to access the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature, our powerful recording and listening training course starts April 25th. This engaging five-week course includes recording and listening exercises with time in class for processing your experience. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to talk with Jen, you can press star six and then one to make a show and get in the queue. And a conversation on one topic, please, in about five minutes would be great. All right, you ready, Jen? I'm ready. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, you're welcome. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Oh, Jen, I think they're logged in a way that I cannot unmute them. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I think that was explained in an email that went out for the morning show, year-long retreat. Uh, The morning show. Mm -hmm. All right, let's try another call. Yeah, so maybe, maybe if there's anyone who doesn't have access to that information through that route, through the year-long retreat, they could email the guest master. I'm sure we could give them the instructions in that way. Yes, and that would be an email to information at livingcompassion.org. Yes, perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Jen. Hi, Michael. It's Todd calling from British Columbia. Hey, Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey, Jen. Hey, Michael. Um, <clears throat> well, just... Uh, practicing uh, to practice, which is always great. To, always great. Um, always great to participate. And and what I I was just noticing the other day um, that I've been really appreciating since the pandemic, and we're now going into year three, and we 
we're not sure when we'll be able to return to the monastery, is how much I really enjoy the monthly monastery newsletter. And um, just, um, just every month reconnecting to um, the little articles and the, and the pictures on the monastery wall and, and uh, the little blurb from the guide and, and uh, practice corner and from the garden. And I, it just takes me back to the monastery. And it, it, just, it's, it's, it feels like, well, you know, these are, this is my tribe and this is the little newsletter that reconnects me every month at a deeper level. And I just wanted to express my gratitude for all the folks that put that together. Uh-huh, right. Because it really is, it's a way to, as you say, to reconnect. That yeah. for you, a big part of your practice used to be actually physically being at the monastery. Yes. Coming on retreat, spending time, you know, extended times here. So that being a big part of your practice and not having that available right. during the pandemic, that for you, really getting to read the news directly from the monastery, seeing the photos from the wall, reminding you that the physical place of, sometimes we call it the mothership, right, of practice, <laughs> is is still there. And, and I can say, Todd, from the perspective of being there at that physical place, that there's, there really is a way in which Sangha is very much still here. Even though we haven't, mm. as you say, been able to be together physically, that mm-hmm. we are, this is the place of practice. And mm-hmm. it remains for all of us. And it sounds like for you, the newsletter is a tangible way for you to remember that and to plug back into that. Yes. Yeah, a very tangible way. And I don't know when, uh, and I'm, I'm just loving the, um, the Sherry blogs from Sequim, Washington. And, and that's just compared to, you know, uh, where I was in Alberta to, to Northern California, and now I'm in British Columbia to Washington State, it's down the road considerably. Exactly. You know, I, I was I was a three yeah. day, and I used to drive. I used to like to drive. I don't. I wasn't a big yeah. flyer, and I used to drive, and it was a three day trip. And and now it's. Yeah. Uh, I just googled the other day just for fun on MapQuest, and I'm I'm yeah. an eight yeah. eight hour drive away from Seacombe, Washington. I mean, you, almost neighbors. Well, we're neighboring uh, province and state, but so yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, Sherry says, you know, as soon as as um, you know, Seacombe's up and running, and and they're able to accept. Yeah. Uh, Participants and guests. Um, uh, I'm 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 going to be uh, first on that list, hopefully. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, good for you, Todd. And you know what? What I so enjoy about that, and I really I'm hearing it in what you're saying, is none of us knows. I mean, it is talk about a mystery. It's always a mystery. We never know, right? And we talk about right. that all the time. But somehow, yeah. this period of time, starting with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. into the transition of the monastery, not knowing, yeah. you know, how the, how the transition with the current monastery property is going to go, you know, all those things. It's this giant mystery. But what we do know is that we're committed to participate in it. And we know that there's a way to do that. And right now, one of the ways you do that is reading the newsletter. And that <laughs> yeah. matters, right? That, that has an yeah. impact. And you read the Squim blog. You read what Jerry's yes. writing from the New yeah. Beginnings blog. And yes. to know that as soon as there is that opening to get to participate physically like you used to do, yeah. there, you'll be choosing that. Exactly, exactly. Um, and um, if, 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 
folks are new to practice or they haven't um, got received the newsletter, uh, I would just encourage, I, I, I don't know, maybe Michael can uh, reconfirm this, but I think you can just go to livingcompassion.org and then go to, I think, participation, and then I think you can just uh, sign up for it, and, and it's delivered to your mailbox once a month, and um, I just, uh, you know, there's just, it's, there's six, five or six little um, articles or six little partitions. And then uh, what I just thrill is at the end, there's the monastery wall where you send us pictures and a little video. <laughs> and I just, I just revel in those little pictures and video. And, 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 and I often kind of, um, I put the newsletter in my uh, inbox and I, and I pin it at the top so it's never lost and and what I do just to savor it for a few weeks is I'll record uh, each article uh, each morning and kind of cycle through it for a couple weeks just to have it on my recordings and just to you know let it kind of wash over me and savor it instead of just a quick read and then and delete it yeah that's beautiful yeah, yeah, really yeah. To, so you get to actually practice with it, it sounds yes. like. Get to really yes. take it in, get to spend some time with it, get to be with it. And you know, yeah. as you lay that out, Todd, one of the other things I'm reminded of is that in addition to, you know, news from the monastery and the um, Squim Monastery, we could say, the Squim Center of Practice, there's, right. we also get to hear in there from, um, you know, practitioners. Yes, right? People who practice are corner, practice corner. Seeing. Yeah, at the corner and whatever practice. in their own practice, and everything is and the Buddha. So yeah, right. And, and just one yeah. last thing, which we haven't highlighted yet, which is really uh, something that um, I'm deeply connected to and have participated since the beginning, is the Africa update, where we get a mm-hmm. monthly update of what's going on with our our family in in uh, in Dola, Zambia. So that is just truly a, a blessing to have that you know presented monthly as well so I really appreciate the Africa update and I want people to know Todd that you are not on the payroll so just <laughs> <laughs> no no commissions right no you're not getting not, any commissions not on the, the payroll oh that's the clicks good. on the how many clicks <laughs> <laughs> oh that's beautiful right? no no yeah. this is all unsolicited testimonial <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I'm just glad uh, I had the opportunity to um, talk about that today. And if folks, um, again, uh, haven't been, uh, you know, recently on it or never seen the Monster Newsletter, it's a really quick uh, subscribe to the to the to the newsletter sign-up list. And then it's just like I said, it's delivered to your inbox. And it's and it, and again, it's so beautifully done. Um, you know, I, I don't know the tech people behind it, but. I've got a little experience with web design and web practice, and um, I just want to say mm-hmm. the, the whole Living Compassion website and the newsletters and the musings articles, I, I just really appreciate all the time and care and attention that's put to the, to the, the digital and behind the scenes that presents to us, because it is really a, a beautiful experience to receive that. I, I really appreciate it as well, and it, <clears throat> for me, it's always an experience of everything about practice mm-hmm. is practice. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. all practice. It's all done within practice. It's all that everyone who's working on any piece of that yeah. is working on it as their practice. Right. Everyone who's writing anything for that for that newsletter mm-hmm. is writing it for their as their practice. Any yeah. of those photographs that are taken and put up there, those videos, yeah. that's done as someone's spiritual practice. So yeah, mm-hmm. makes it pretty special. Yeah, I, I just. Uh, 
just to wrap it up is I just feel that a high level of, of love and compassion and, and attention to detail that uh, that is uh, presented in in all the the way it is uh, laid out and, uh, and and presented to Tsonga and shared absolutely yeah well and Todd the last piece of it that strikes me is there's a lot of good um, potential owning of projections and all of that isn't there <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah, that's funny when you say that because I, I remember uh, mm-hmm. being in a few guidance, uh, guidance, uh, you know, and and you know presenting a lot of stuff, and then having the uh, Sherry or uh, the guide say, "Would you be willing to own those projections?" Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's fun. So thank Truly. you for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can only, to... yeah, we can only receive huh. inside us what is out there. So yeah. I see what you're exactly. Saying. Yeah. Exactly. And that's such a what a lovely mirror to look in. Right. Yeah. That's what it is like. Yeah. A big practice to mirror. See that authenticity. It is. Mm-hmm. It's an authentic practice mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jen. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for calling in, Todd. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Todd, and all. Amen to all of that, Jen. I really appreciated that conversation. And you can sign up for a mailing list by going to livingcompassion.org forward slash mailing lists, plural. So again, that's livingcompassion.org forward slash mailing lists. Excellent. Thanks, Michael. I guess we can cross that one off our good news list, right? We've covered that. <laughs> we covered that. Okay. Yeah. You know, was it last week? Sometime recently when we got to... Um, talk about open air and putting yourself in the queue for open air because it's one of those practice opportunities that often gets forgotten you know we take it for granted because we've had it so for so long and it's so often there that it's like one of those things you just forget to do it and um, I think the newsletter for some folks anyway can be in that category so fun to bring that back around have someone talk about their experience of that yes Yes, yes, yes. And as you say, you know, open air doesn't exist unless people get in the queue to talk. So Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. That's such a, exactly like we were just talking about with the newsletter. It's the newsletter exists because people are generously, you know, sharing their practice. Same with mm-hmm. good um with open air. Yeah. Yes. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Jen and Michael, it's Karen from California. Hi, I'm doing two practices well. I'm I'm learning, I, I mean, I'm truly learning sometimes the hard way not to take things for granted, so yeah, I I want open air to stay around for a very long time, so I'm I really, you know, that's why I'm in the queue. I mean, that's not the only reason. Sure. But, you know, right off the bat, Karen, you make such an excellent point that sometimes it does take, we do have to learn that the hard way, taking things for granted when something is suddenly gone and we didn't realize we were taking it for granted. Yeah. So to kind of up our game and can we be present to the all the miracles, the amazing things that are around us all the time. Yes. Before they're before they're gone. Yes. Yes. 
and I fear I see the mailman coming, and I'm afraid my dog's gonna <laughs> bark, so I'm gonna sit here and try to keep her quiet. But um, okay. Anyway, I what was coming up for me, um, you know, it, it, part of it is participation, and I. And then there's the gratitude to have the opportunity to participate. And I realize this is my third practice call I've been on today. And um, and I just, I mean, I've had I've had a lot of wonderful practice and listening to sangha and guides and um, opportunities to be facilitated and. Um, you know, and I mean that—that's—that's that's just so hugely important to me now. I mean, especially because um, I, I was a person that really, really—I uh, relied on coming to the monastery physically to be there a lot um, to keep my keep my practice robust, and mm-hmm. um, and so. It's just been. It's just really. This these things have been. They've just been vital, really, to my practice. To, for me, or to practice for me, yeah. I guess I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and how wonderful that you're when this happened, right? This inability for us to gather together physically, that your practice was at a place where you were able to make that switch in a sense and take advantage of the things that were, that are available to you to realize that you still really, really need that support and to be able to use those things in that same way. So like today, for example, you're on the third practice call of the day and to be able to receive the guidance, to put yourself in the queue, to, to reach out for the guidance, to be able to explore what you see, to bring what you're seeing, then to be reflected so that you can see the next piece of it how vital that is in order to keep a robust practice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think one of the big things I'm seeing in life and in my practice is, um, is having, having life or guidance or uh, this, this little, the, the step by step. That's just what I, I've been seeing that for a while. I find myself saying that a lot out loud. People say, "Well, what are you going to do?" And I, and I'll just say, "Well, I, I, I don't know. I'm just waiting for the next step to drop in." And I, and it, I mean, that's how, that's how it feels like I'm living life right now. And, and um, because there's been so much change, you know. And I, I mean, I think I project for everyone. But I know yes. in my personal life, there's been so much change mm-hmm. for me, and um, and the monastery moving was a bit is a big change. But I'm excited about it. You know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. excited about mm-hmm. it, and I um, you know, I'm happy happy for the I'm happy for for mm-hmm. you know all the good reasons and that mm-hmm. um, you know why that change happened and how it's happening mm-hmm. and and I know it's just you know it, it and it's taught me a lot you know and I yeah. like like Todd as soon as as soon as they're ready for visitors anywhere <laughs> I will be there <laughs> I'm on I'm on yeah. it yeah. <laughs> and is raised yeah and it's just it's so great Karen isn't it it's just yeah. completely being ready for what now 
Yeah. You know, I you said a minute ago, you know, people will ask, well, so what are you going to what are you going to do? And that the response is, well, I don't know. I'm just waiting for the next thing to drop in. And I project that comes from a lot of training. Yeah. That you realize that, you know, what what the voices want to talk us into is whatever it is, getting urgent or needing to figure it out or, you know, worry about it or whatever our particular bent, suffering bent might be. Yeah. But instead, after much training and a lot of practice, you realize, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm waiting for the next thing to drop in. And that's step by step that you pointed at. And yeah. that's, that's the only way anything ever happens. Was that a yes. quote recently, Karen? <laughs> it feels like that feels very <laughs> familiar. But something, um, basically that, just step by step. That's yeah. all that's ever happening. Yeah. Well, we talk about it a lot in practice. And, um, and um and I'm not sure because you know what, I haven't I have not checked my um email yet today, so I'm not sure. Maybe that was an email today or um I mean a peace quote or something, but um but it has been I, I don't know, one of the one of the kindest, most compassionate teachings in my life from this practice is step by step. It's just, it's given me a way, a how to live life. Yeah. 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 Yes, it really does. That that feels like one of the biggest gifts that you've gotten from this practice. Yeah. It gives you a way to live your life, to just step by step. Yeah. It really is a synonym for letting life lead, isn't it? For just being here. What now? Yes. What now? What now? I don't have to think about what that's going to, but if this and that and, the, you know, all the different places we can get taken. Nope. Just now. now yes. Now. Yes. Now. Yeah. And it's, um, it's way more relaxing. And, it, and I, I was going to say there's, um, there's, you know, it, for me, there's trust. There's trust in that process mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. Um, yes. you know, which which I, which I guess is trust in life. But it's it's just, yeah. oh, it's just, it's a wonderful thing, and I really really appreciate yeah. it. And I'm extremely appreciative of um, practice today and every day because, you know, almost yeah. every day I get to check in with sangha. Yeah. And oh, I'm just very, very yeah. grateful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. And as you were just saying that last bit, Karen, I was just seeing how how fun it is that we're really doing that as a whole sangha. We're yeah. we are moving together. <laughs> we're we're all in that. Yeah. What now? What now? What now? Right? Our entire yes. kind of physical home base of practice. Yes is moving in a way that we don't know yet how that's going to unfold. That's, that's unfolding. And so we're all together getting to practice with and learn so much about that process yeah. and that trust that you talk about and that just being led and realizing that, you know, we can, we can actually enjoy that process. We can learn to enjoy that not knowing. Well, and, you know, in a way, you know, the monastery down in Murphy's, you know, when I really look at that, it has been unfolding and unfolding. And, I mean, it's never That's stopped true. unfolding, right? Never stopped. It never has. That's such a good point. And never it's, And, you know, and that's, I, so it, you know, it models, the monastery models, to me, reflects yes. life. 
you know that Completely. I don't have to have all the information right now. I can just yeah. I can just wait. I'll be given, yeah. you know, I I'll just be given yeah. whatever is required for me to know and yeah. and I can yeah. just be right here right now and you know and just trust yeah. and enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, boy, we're so we're so lucky to have that yeah. model. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you, thank you, Michael, thank mm. you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Okay. Gasho. Gasho. Thanks for joining us, Karen. And uh, three pack three practice calls in one day. That's uh, that's a good day. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good day. That is a good day. Yeah. yeah. And Jen, we are going to have a good news update, and perhaps you want to give a, say a couple words before I start that? Sure. Yeah, so um, the update is a recording with Teresa that we made um, earlier, and we give a little bit of context. I give a little bit of context, and we don't usually get to hear from her so quickly after the last time we heard from her, but we couldn't really help ourselves because <laughs> they're so kind of like here, like we were just talking about. There's just so much unfolding that it's, um, it's just so fun to keep everyone up to date on all of it. So we decided to go ahead and um, do another interview about what's going on now. So that's what you'll hear in this next interview. Fabulous. Thanks, Jen. And there's a couple seconds of silence at the beginning, so I'll just uh, let people know that ahead of time. Okay. Welcome back, Teresa. It's such a pleasure to get to talk with you again relatively so recently from our last call. Thanks for being with us today. It's my pleasure, Jen, to be on the call again. Thank you so much. And I'll tell you, part of the reason we're doing it so soon, well, partly because we're having such good technology for some reason on both your side and my side, so we always want to take advantage of that, but also because there just continue to be so many inspiring, amazing developments in the project. And so I just feel really um, committed to keeping folks here up to date. So you told me, I mean, again, among the many, many inspiring things, one thing really stood out that you were talking about the other day that I knew I wanted to interview you about, which is Monica Chapili. So tell us a little bit about Monica Chapili and her story. Yes, then, uh, Monica Chapili. Monica Chapili was one uh, of the very first uh, 50 students that uh, 50 students that we had uh, as Living Compassion when... Uh, when we started, yes, this was years, years back. Yes, was I actually one, had uh, forgotten that piece of it, Teresa. That's right. One of the very first 50 children, even before the 100 yes. children, 50 children. We have a picture yes. of her from when she's teeny tiny. Yeah. Yes, when she was so tiny, yes. Uh, she was uh, one of uh, the first. And um, her mom is one of uh, the volunteers. She was also one of the first volunteers to be on the team for Living Compassion. Uh, Monica has been uh, with us for some time when she, some, some time now, I would say years. years. Since when she was so tiny, up to started grade one, until her 12th grade. She was with us at Living Compassion. She, she was in the feeding program. She eventually went into the girls program. 
until she 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 was done with her secondary school. Upon uh, finishing secondary school, that's a grade twelfth uh, grade, she applied for Zambia National Service. This uh, is a service which is government, which helps youths and uh, other uh, even grown ups uh, to learn a skill. Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, her, her ambition was to become a nurse, so she went through Zambia National Service uh, to start with, then uh, later on, that's when she's going to do nursing. All right, and I now, think Zambian, sorry, just to give a little bit of background trace on that, first of all, I have to go back and say that Brenda is one of my absolute favorite people on the whole planet. She is an extraordinary woman, and as you say, she, Brent, this is Monica's mom, she stepped forward early, early on when you started um, the nutrition program and said, I want to help. So I just love that. I love that Brenda has a daughter who is being this successful. So Zambia National Service is this program where the government, as you say, is training these young people. Um, And really, from my understanding, Teresa, training them across the board. I mean, they get all kinds of training. Like Monica right now is what she's doing right now is working with a team of people repairing a bridge that was washed out from a a huge storm. And so they get all kinds of training before they get to choose what particular training they're going to have. And as you say, she's choosing nursing as her particular training. Yes, Jen. Uh, Right now she's in the eastern part of Zambia where she's uh, doing some repairs of roads and uh, bridges that were washed away because of we received a lot of rain for this year. Mm-hmm. And that's where Monica is. And through her training, she has uh, inspired some of the girls on the team in the girls' program, uh, that one to follow in her footsteps. And uh, they, have, uh, they have applied uh, for, 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 the, for the Zambia National Service, and they have, been, they have been accepted, three of them. They are going to join her. Hey, that is so big. You you just said all of that in one sentence, and the amount of heroic effort that that represents cannot be overstated. So, Loveness, Elida, and Joyce are three of the young women in the girls program who graduated this last year. The Zambian school year ends in December. They graduated in December, and they all passed all nine of their subjects, which qualified them to, to apply for college. All three of them again, as you say, inspired by Monica's example, decided they wanted to go the national, the ZNS, um, Zambia National Service route, to go through college that way. And we just found out this last week that all three of them are accepted. They're just thrilled beyond yeah, measure. Yes, Jen, uh, the whole team is thrilled, and we are all behind, behind uh, them. And uh, one of the girls uh, that has been chosen uh, is... Uh, one of the COP uh, members, Susan, she's on the team, and that's her first-born daughter, Elida. She's also joined Monica. So we have uh, two, two, two uh, yeah, two mothers who are so proud of their daughters. Yes, yeah. yes, and, yeah. and and these are women, Susan and Brenda, who have given their whole lives to service of their community, and it just makes me so happy to see how life gives back to life in that way. They now have, in both their cases, their eldest daughter is going on to get this extraordinary training um, 
But anyway, continue. We haven't even gotten to the best part of the story. <laughs> yes, uh, they, are go- they are going, and we are so excited as a team. We are behind them to help them all the way, just as we helped Monica. The best part is that Monica now has uh, informed me that she's starting to get a stipend. And out of that stipend, she said uh, that uh, she was Auntie T. It's best... Uh, I need to start repaying uh, the loan that I got from uh, from Living Compassion uh, for my college. Now, what I'm going to do, I'll start from uh, grade 10 when you started paying for my school fees. That way, I want to help others that are behind me. I know there are a lot of girls that you have started in that program, so I need to start paying that re- that loan so that it helps those uh, girls. And Teresa, there's, again, there's so much in that. First of all, I love that. Auntie T, she calls you up, right, out of the blue. You didn't ask her any of this. Auntie T, I, I, I'm getting a stipend, so I want to start paying back my loan. So no one has, you know, technically the arrangement is her loan doesn't start coming due until she's finished with her training. But because she's getting a stipend, she wants to start paying back her loan now. And that piece of, I want to start paying back in grade 10. And I think what you said to her was, oh, no, actually, Monica, the, that was a scholarship. You received a scholarship for all your education through grade 12. You don't owe anything on your grade 10, your grade 11, your grade 12. The loan doesn't start until you entered your college. And that was when she said to you everything you just said, which is, oh, no, but I want to. I want to start paying back what I borrowed from my, um, co- my high school years because I want that money to be available to the little girls in my community. Yes. She wants uh, that money to help uh, those in the community because uh, when we were talking over the phone, she was and what is happening I did explain that we have extended the girls' program. We have uh, girls uh, as far as uh, grade fours. Then she said, wow, I need to help. I really... Uh, she, she decided that I'll start from grade, grade 10. When I started, that money will help ed- the little Ednas, the little grade fours that are coming up. <laughs> you were breaking up a little bit, Teresa, but I think I got all Sorry. the main points. That's okay, because I I think what you're saying is that in the course of the conversation that you had with her, you started to talk about the grade fours who are, for Mm -hmm. folks who are tracking along, first of all, I want to remind people there are pictures of all of this on um, the blog um, and on the Africa website. If you go on the Africa website and choose the news section, um, you'll see it under there, pictures of these girls who have just started Sopani, this new school that they started in January. Edna is the star that we always talk about um, because Edna has stood out from the very, very start of things. And Teresa, just a fun aside, is that when you and I were talking the other day and you said, I said, well, how are our girls doing at Sopani? Because they were doing really well at their former school, but they're now in school with kids who have access to a lot more than they do. Um, a lot more books, a lot more, you know, more English language, everything. So we were curious how they would do. And, and you said the teacher says they're all on track and that Edna 
is again still the top of her class, even amongst all of these other students who have a lot more privilege than she does. So anyway, long story short, I think what you're saying is then Monica hears all about these grade fours and says, oh, well then I'm going to start, I, I want to start paying back in grade 10 because I want to support that. Yes. And uh, though she was, she was saying that though it will be small, but in the long run it will help. Definitely. Oh. Just set it aside. Yes, just yes. set it aside. Then it will help someone in the near yes. future. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, Teresa? It's, it's so not small. It may mm -hmm. look small as a number, but the mm -hmm. inspiration of it, I mean, mm -hmm. I project people are going to hear this interview and they're going to mm -hmm. want to participate in that, right? They're going to want to, yeah, because it's so inspiring what Monica in her own community is setting aside. Again, maybe it looks like a small number, but it's a gigantic um, inspiration for all of us. So, and, and I think ultimately it really is the vision that we have for the whole project is that as more young women go to school, get educated, start to earn a salary themselves, they're going to give back. That money is going to be what supports these, these young people in their own community. So it's just, it's a thrilling moment in the project, really. Yes. And when I heard those words from her, when we were talking over the phone, I, I was so touched uh, that uh, this girl is thinking of Cantalomba. This is the vision that uh, Living Compassion has, and she's going into that vision. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Without anyone asking her to, without anyone, <laughs> she just got there on her own. She thought yes. she also sees the vision. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, Teresa, we're actually over our time, although I could talk to you all day, and so we'll do it again soon. But thank you so much for being with us to talk about all of that. And as always, thank you for everything you and the entire team are doing there to make it happen. Thank you so much, Jenna. It has been a pleasure being on this call. I hope everyone out there listens to it and uh, learns something from what is happening here in Cantolomba, Zambia. Yeah. Amen. All right. Thanks, Teresa. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And welcome back to Open Air. And Jen, that was fabulous. Just fabulous. I know. Yeah. I know. They they are fabulous. There's <laughs> just no... There's, that's, a, that's a really good word, Michael. Fabulous. It just, yeah. Everything about it is absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because uh you know, from an ego perspective, I could you know, putting myself in her shoes so to speak, you know, be very happy to be out of Cantalomba and never look back and never want to be there yeah. or be involved with it again. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not the case. Not the case. Not the case. I mean, a young woman having that kind of um I don't know, foresight is quite the right word, but I mean compassion, wisdom, uh, big heart, you know, there's so many words you could use there, but herself to get to, get to seeing, I, I want to pay back starting in grade 10. I want to pay back more than I'm being asked for. Because as you say, to suddenly have money of your own, I mean, all the places you could go with that, right? Yes. But this is what she wants to do. It's, it's completely inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Fabulous. And yeah. we have another call here. Perfect. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Michael. Hi, Dan. This is Kate in Australia. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kate. Hi. Well, I uh, was getting some good cue practice in, um, putting myself in the uh -huh. queue, and just really, really inspired by kind of the previous callers and the conversations that were happening around taking life step by step and the unfolding of everything. And mm. it was a real, you know, the I was reflecting on the parallels of kind of big things, changes happening and everything happening at the monastery and big changes. And then the good news updates came around that was big changes. And I'm going through my own workshop of some pretty, you know, mm. I, I, my to-do list is like kind of the biggest life decisions you can make, <laughs> buying a, mm. selling a house, trying to figure out if we're going to start a family, finish a PhD, mm. find the job after the PhD, and I've been wondering... You, you kind of have them all covered, huh? <laughs> the, big, yeah. the big life rocks, they're all on the list simultaneously. Right, and mm -hmm. this idea that like this, you know, we'll just we'll just check those off, you know. Yep, nope, check done. Um, yeah. All all yeah. right now. You're gonna figure that all out right now. Yeah, um, yeah. That that's what you're told is kind of yeah, that's the exactly. way it needs to go. Okay, yeah. okay. This morning we're gonna talk about family. Yes, family. No. Okay, good. Done. Now this afternoon we're gonna tackle house, and then tomorrow morning we'll do job and. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and that there's kind of, I mean, the thing that I've been noticing or the workshop I've been in is the way that ego would like there to be a right answer for all of these things mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. a way to mm -hmm. kind of know enough to then be mm -hmm. able to make a decision or to know the, you know, even something like, okay, what job do you want? Are you going to try mm -hmm. to get? Mm -hmm. And and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. And ego has a real field day with that. Or even something like, I don't know if I want to have children. Um, maybe. Right. And also, right. I can't control that. But it That's feels right. just that that tension of, no, these are things that you should know. And if you don't know, mm. you do the steps to get you to a place where you do know, right. oh, as yeah. opposed to all step. All you can do is go step by step and kind of right. let things unfold. That's right. That's right. Because all you have is now, and so it's mm. so it's such a perfect setup that the conversation would be around. Well, you have to know, and if you don't know then all of your attention has to be on essentially figuring it out, getting to a place where you do know, where the only thing that's available to us is now. And as again, I project that's your inspiration of listening to other people on the show today, that in the now, there's everything that I need right now. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. But the attention has to stay in now. Because if the attention leaves now to know something and to figure it out, then no wonder they're suffering because I should know and I actually can't know. There's no, there's no such thing as knowing. Because as mm-hmm. you say, even something, you know, take the, the children. Do I want to have children? Okay, yes. I decide I want to have children. Well, that doesn't mean I am going to have children. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there is no knowing in any of it. So we get robbed of the only thing we have, which is now, and really get robbed of the experience that now is everything. It's complete. It's perfect. It's whole. I think someone earlier said it's relaxing. Mm. All of that is taken away from us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's a really hard place to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm mm-hmm. thinking of my multiple spreadsheets about if we can afford to buy a house (laughs) and Mm. what and the housing market has changed dramatically since we started Mm -hmm. considering this and and there's projections Mm -hmm. of how it will change and and one in one day I feel like yep we can the next day I'm like no we can't and then the next you know all of these and and there's such a story of like well you have to plan for this mm. like there's something mm. I could do right now that's going to help me know in six months from now if that's going to happen or right. not because I don't right. I don't know what it's going to look like and the, the pressure of like no but this is something you can like no like this is something you can do and it becomes yeah. all consuming the idea that you could mm. like do enough research or make enough spreadsheets uh, to have the answer when yeah. y- you can't. And I like, think what you said, it just, it really robs you of the now because yeah. it, your attention is on the, the what's going to happen six months from now and all of your time is spent on every possible contingency mm-hmm. so that you can be prepared, which yeah. is just feeds that ego like control, control, control. Yeah, I mean, even just in listening to you describe it, the suffering is so clear, right? The whole conversation mm-hmm. around, well, okay, so the market's completely changed. And so what, well, what is going to happen? Okay, yes, we can't afford it. No, we can't afford it. Okay, but what can I plan in order to make sure that when I, right, all of that round and round and round, and from your ability to, to describe it in so much detail, it sounds like you're really seeing it. I mean, back to the, you know, the thing we're talking about over and over and over in practice of noticing it. It sounds like you're noticing a lot as you go through this workshop. Yeah, well, and I think it's, I mean, maybe this is why these things seem to pile up. It's, mm-hmm. I feel like if it was just one piece of content, it would be easier to not notice. Oh, true. Yes. But because it's all of them, and it's like, yes. wait a minute, this is actually absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> that it makes yeah. you really see the the games that it plays and pulls around, and that false sense of control, because you can see yeah. across all the content how that's just yep. not possible. Yes. Yeah, there really can be a gift in it, can't there? Because as you say, if it was just one of them, then it might be more believable 
to enter into that conversation and try to figure it out and do all the spreadsheets and see, do all the planning and do, you know, try to take all those steps. And, and maybe even it starts to go in a direction where it starts to feel like, yeah, see, I'm, I'm getting on top of this. I'm really getting some traction here, right? It could start to feel believable. But with so many of them all at one time, it really starts to be revealed to you how ludicrous it is, how mm-hmm. truly, what an illusion it is that, that you could know anything about any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it was just, it just felt so nice to be on the call today and just that step mm. by step, step by step. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really, it's such a kind way to live. You know, it almost can become kind of a reassurance in a situation mm-hmm. like we're talking about, right? Of just, because those voices are desperate to overwhelm us in a situation like that. And so to just have that simple check-in, you know, maybe on the recorder with the mentor, hey, I'm struggling here, you know, here's what I'm being told. And then there's that, okay, well, what now? And you know what is what's so funny about it in so many, on so many days with so many things, the answer is nothing. <laughs> uh. Right? That's so true. And do you know how crazy that makes ego? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I do know how crazy that makes ego. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That's the, I, that's the hardest place, and it's often so true. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, you know, having trained closely with the guide on many things for many years, that's, that is one of the big trainings. And you, you tied it to the Good News Update, which is such a brilliant connection. Because that project, what's happening now in that project is so extraordinary. But if, if someone had set out to do that, okay, get into Cantalomba, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to ha, 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 blah, blah. It would have, first of all, felt completely overwhelming. And had we set out to accomplish those things, it would have been horrible, just pulling teeth mm. and trying to push and try. But it... That's not how it happens. It happens now and now and now and now. And it's almost like we're spectators to all of it unfolding. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in these big life things that you're talking about, it truly is that place, isn't it, of just calibrating to, you know, what is there right here, right now? And as we're sort of laughing about, often with a really big thing, in this moment, there actually isn't anything. And it might be this simple practice of letting it go and just being here. Because, of course, the more we're here, training to be here, the more access there is to being led when there is a step to take. Yeah, so good. And, you know, what dropped in as you were saying that was, you know, what's right here, like what's right now is nurturing the relationships that are here right now, that the relationship with this person, the relationship with the partner that I drive crazy with spreadsheets, like (laughs) that's what's available right now, not this decision that's not even able to be made. And like thinking of the Cantalomba project, like when there is something to do right now, it's not what ego's attention is taking me to, but there's, there's a, so much to attend to in this moment that makes it so full um, and is what, you know, for lack of a better word, like prepares the ground 
for what comes next. Well put. Well put. I mean, it reminds me of the one process doesn't lead to another. You know, because I would imagine if you really looked at all of those things, you know, buying a house, having a family, what career, you know, looking at the process of what you're really looking for in all of it, right, and you would fill in the blank with whatever that, you, however you want to articulate that, but whatever it is that's being promised to you in any of those decisions, that's a process you can practice right now. That's the whole, the, the, all of it can, can unfold within what you want right now, what you have right now, we could even say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's there. It's all there. It's all, it's all there. there. Yep. Yep. As you say, the relationship with you, the relationship with the partner, it's all here now. That's the foundation of all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you, Kate. And that's definitely one of those keep us posted places. <laughs> there are so the, many things you, could happen. <laughs> yeah, truly. I mean, Asanga, this is how we get to experience all of it, you know. In, a, in one lifetime, you know, there's a finite amount of things we experience, but together as Asanga, we go through all of it. We practice mm-hmm. with truly all of it. So it's so helpful in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for joining us, Kate. That was a brilliant conversation, Jen, and I'd love to say more, and I'm going to move to our next caller. All right. Thanks, Michael. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hey. Um, wasn't expecting to get on, but, um, I called in last week and was kind of in a, um, frustrated state of mind, and I'm just calling Mm -hmm. back. Um, yeah, um, I really didn't have anything planned out to say. (laughs) Also a great place. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a great place to practice with, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess um, I, lis- I re-listened to my conversation with Ashwini. Ashwini. Great. And, great. you know, I got a lot more out of it once I re-listened to it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I believe that um, I was definitely, you know, in the dark room at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it did help me to see a lot of um, I don't even have the words for it, but it just, it kind of re-listening to the conversation, listening to Ashwini's um, kind of take on it helped me mm-hmm. to help me to 
I guess see, I don't even know what to say, but I guess it just helped me see where my mind was and Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. also to kind of realize I was maybe going through practice a little bit too mechanically, Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of, you know, trying to meditate and um, record and listen and not that I was trying to check it off of the list but it was more of um, survival <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so now you know I'm more in a state of mind of I feel more at peace and I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like I am able to absorb um, it more because it I mean, it's so complicated, but so simple at the same time, some of this practice. Mm -hmm. Um, I can get kind of caught up in, I guess, my thoughts and um, rather than just trying, rather than just taking it all in, like if I read, taking that information in instead of, starting thoughts yeah. while I'm reading it. But, um, yeah. yeah, anyway. Exactly. Right, because, I mean, really, that's the, it's the voices, it's that conversation in the mind that makes everything feel so complicated. It's sort of like we were just talking about with Kate, right? Like mm-hmm. this, and we've got to make spreadsheets, and there's that, and what about this? And But when you, I project what you're describing, when you come back here, when you're really just here, it's mm-hmm. simple. Yeah. And and so helpful in a way to have called into the show, I think you used the term the darkroom when you were feeling mm-hmm. like you were in the darkroom, to have had the willingness to do that and to have had that conversation with Ashwini while you are in that place and mm-hmm. then get to listen back both to yourself mm-hmm. and to what Ashwini was processing with you, how extraordinarily helpful, right? Because you get to really see more of what goes on when you're in that darkroom kind of a place, not from a place of there's something wrong with you for being in that place or for that going on, which in itself is transformative, to not have any judgment about that, but to simply get to start to see it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was because in the moment when I called in, I... It, I think I was so in my thoughts, I couldn't really listen to what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, or it was just hard to yep. to absorb yep. it all. And so it really yep. did help to listen. And and then I also, like, I, of course, I kind of thought, oh, gosh, I don't want to listen to myself. I probably sound like I'm crazy, but... I listened to it, and I, I didn't sound crazy, and... I am um, fabulous. Yeah, and yeah. also I felt compassion for myself when I listened to myself, mm. and there I you think go. that I haven't had felt compassion for myself like truly. It's been wow. kind of it was so it was very good. It was very helpful. It was very good, very helpful. And I forget, Amy. I think Ashwin, you might have asked you this last week, but I can't remember if you record and listen. Yes, I do. Yeah, because that's, yes, I mean, that's I what you're describing, really. 
I mean, listening back to yourself have a conversa- conversation on open air, that's really that experience, isn't it? You're getting yeah. to hear Amy, what Amy goes through, what causes her to suffer. And from that place, the great compassion there is for her in going through that. That's yeah. remarkable. Yeah, so it was, I felt, you know, it, it really did help and, um, I don't know. I mean, it's because I guess I I don't even know. It's it is so simple, but it can at times be so complicated. And well, the voices have everything. They're mm-hmm. doing everything they can to make it complicated for us, which is why yeah. we stick together. You know, starting right. all the way from from uh, my uh, sorry, not Michael Todd, starting us off. With it's why we, you know, this is he said this is our tribe, right? We come together with a group mm-hmm. of folks who can help us remember the beautiful simplicity of it and where we actually want the focus of our attention. We see that mirrored in ourselves, in each other, in what other people are saying. Listening back to yourself, having called in, because mm-hmm. the voices are desperate to make it complicated and you know suffering and just awful. So, mm-hmm. so thank you for calling back in, staying with it, and reporting back. It's really, really helpful. Yeah. Well, thank you. I just I felt like I, you know, wanted to call back and absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And maybe make it a regular thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Amy. Thanks for calling in this week. All right, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Take good care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Amy. And that was fabulous too, Jen. Sounds like I'll have to comment to myself on my recorder after this show since we're at time here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steal some things from everyone. <laughs> yeah. We should all make, you know, the radio show is really... It starts at 5 and it ends at, what, 6.15 or something after we've all had a chance to record and listen and yeah. feel from everyone about <laughs> what yeah. they're, how they're practicing and what we see in that. And, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, everyone, and go happy. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Good night. Good night.